So Tijuana. <laughs> Any sort I'd look with, with a bloody backpack and a pair of friggin' Birkenstocks is gonna go on about that donkey show, man. Listen, listen, boys. No, no, no. The place I'm gonna take you, gentlemen. Listen to me now. It's still right. Not. <laughs> We know what you're talking about. No, you don't, Dave. You don't know what I'm talking about. Is it Dave? Look, Dev, listen to me now. You know what I'm talking about. You've had that the kind of night. Lands in the hospital trying to figure out what the Spanish word is for ass hamster, for goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. This is the word of God. Is it down there, is it? Here's the door. Tight to make a manky, gentlemen. Listen. Hamster del culo. Write it down. I'm serious. <laughs> Preacher Podcast, produced by DweebThePeople.com. I'm Stephen. I'm Randy. I'm Dean. And today we're discussing Preacher, Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot. I'm not making the same joke twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, this well, is a... What's well, a pilot? It's, I think this is about the first episode of Lost. There was a pilot in Lost. Interesting. This could tie in. Hmm. If you enjoy this podcast, then support us by sharing us with your friends. Also, rate us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever podcast app you use. Give us, give us the most possible. <laughs> if, if it's, it's three, if it's, three stitches, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how podcast apps work. If it's five stars, give us five stars. If it's ten, give us ten. If it's oddly enough, like twelve or something, give us twelve. <laughs> Also, check out everything we're doing on our website, dweebthepeople.com. There you'll find all our podcasts, a weekly update of all the new comics hitting your local comic shop, and a ton of dweeb stuff that will entertain you for tens of minutes. So, uh, if you're new to the Dweeb the People podcast network, well, hold on, let's start this over. If you're familiar with the Dweeb the, Pod- dweeb the People podcast network... We typically do like a scene-by-scene recap, right? For every episode we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shake it up. Oh. Well, I quit. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> this was in the bylaws. No, I'm going to shake it up. Instead of doing scene-by-scene, because, you know, we don't need to hear about you know Jesse Custer masturbating in the baptism bin. We can just skip over that. <laughs> no, I, I, I no? now want to talk about this. <laughs> Did I fall asleep? Or I'm going to do important moments. I've got like 15 or so. Oh, <laughs> Which is geez. basically a recap, a scene by scene recap. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I chose the first and probably the most important overall is the mysterious force that we see flying through outer space. Which, you know, uh, we should probably state up front. If you're, a, if you're a comic book reader, we're going to cover you. If you're just a TV show watcher, we're going to cover you. You know, we'll, but we'll split it up. So we're going to save any comic book comparisons till the spoiler section, which will be at the end of the episode. <laughs> Not on, spoilers up first. <laughs> no, we'll save it till the end. Uh, so listen, you know. If as long as you're caught up, caught up on the current episode, you'll be fine. 
so we see this mysterious force flying through the universe, or just really the solar system, I guess. And it's, I really enjoy it. I think it's really cool. They do this old sci-fi kind of look where it's... Outer space! <laughs> and it's all cartoonish, but it's still very real looking. Um, and then, of course, it you know, crashes into Earth in what looks like a Google map <laughs> with Africa in <laughs> impact uh, font or whatever. Uh, so I have the locations it goes to. Okay, first off is Africa. Of course, it goes there. Embodies the uh, the preacher of a local tribe or whatever, and immediately explodes and <laughs> sends his remains all over his congregation, freaking them out. Blah 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 blah. That was a pretty cool intro. I thought. Yeah, that's a very good cold open. Yeah, like <laughs> you know what? I want to see more. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I thought it was really cool when the. Uh, the force thing kind of it bursts out the doors and then immediately the cross on the top of the building starts it falls over and starts teetering upside yeah. down that was pretty cool uh so it also goes to we're going to skip across the episode we're not going in order um it goes to russia as well next that we know of it could have gone other places but this is what we know of um <laughs> this was one of the funnier moments i thought of the episode because there's a guy explaining in Russian to the police. He's like, it, it came in and it took over the guy and his brains exploded. And he, he's going on this thing. And at the very end, he just, he just starts screaming hysterically. <laughs> he just goes, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I imagine that's a very, uh, traumatic experience. I'm sure. <laughs> but what do you write down if you're a police officer? Yeah. <laughs> And then scream. Rarg, Parentheses, inaudible yelling. So I thought it was interesting that um, when our, we'll talk about these guys next, the two guys that are investigating these incidents, they walk through the doors in Russia to whatever area it is, and the door has a pentagram with goat with a goat with horns, which is a, a pretty sure a satanic symbol, right? More than likely. <laughs> or it's just the Church of the Cosmic Goat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I looked up a few things, like the pentagram, and it mostly came up with Satan. But uh, also they called, I didn't write it down, but the the guy who was explaining what happened in Russian, he's, he mentioned it wasn't preacher. You know, he didn't say the preacher was... Im- taken over by this thing he said like the maester or not the maester it's not it was definitely <laughs> not the maester but it was a different word that i haven't heard before and i looked up the word and it was like some it sometimes it dated back to medieval times so maybe that's something to do with the pentagram with the goat with the horns i don't know anyways the point is it's not just all catholicism i think you know yeah so he's trying to find this this spirit or force is trying to find something that's worthy so then i don't know if y'all caught this but when when uh jesse custer the preacher is in in the bar i think it was when he was in the bar they showed a newscast that said tom cruise dies <laughs> yeah what yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> so in the church of scientology or something like that the spirit embodied yeah. tom cruise yeah. oh my god how and did tom I miss- cruise die <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so obviously he's trying out different religions. 
Didn't like that one. And as as we all know, Scientology is bullshit. So, uh, I don't want anyone coming after us. Maybe it's not. You take that back. (laughs) I would like to uh, take this time now to mute yourself. I was going to say, offer you a a seat at my Church of Scientology table. (laughs) So the last location we know of is Anvil. Which is a funny name for a town. It sounds like Anvil, yeah. like uh, what Sesame, not Sesame Street, but uh, like Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny, yeah, Looney yeah. Tunes. Uh, and of course, we, you know, this is really far in the episode, but uh, it just kind of wanders up to Jesse Custer, saunters since it's in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Walk walks up, pushing the pews out of the way. Aren't those things nailed down? Not necessarily. No. Okay. Pews? I don't know. They're not nailed down. Pew expert. Hi. <laughs> Randy's knelt at a lot of pews. I've, I've sat in a lot of pews in my day. <laughs> Mainly because I love the word pew. <laughs> he likes the pee pew. I like the noise oh. that the thing's making. Yeah. It's, it's like a well, it's weird like, blobby and there's like a kid's giggle in the background. It's a baby cry. It's, it's what it is. It's like Crazy. a weird baby cry and it's got like a heartbeat. But it's like a child's heartbeat because it's super fast. <laughs> or... A gerbil's heartbeat. Could be. And we can talk about that in the spoilers without D. Since. Oh, wait. That's right. She wasn't in our. <laughs> I And I asked her about it afterwards, and she's not exactly sure if she wants to stick around for spoilers or not. Yeah. I think we should ask her to make a decision right now. Are you going to be here for spoilers? No, it's too late. She's going to no. go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> too late. All right. It's already almost so, 10 o'clock. I'm done. D, what is your theory on what that was? Yeah, what is it? Huh? What, what is, is that your, thing? What is your theory on what this, this force is that it's inhabits? It's some sort of spirit thing, right? I don't know. We're not going to confirm out of the spoiler section. Are you crazy? Well, you guys already said the name. <laughs> what? In front of me. I don't think so. What? Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely Vague. positive. Oh, no, actually, I'm not going to say the name again. I said force and spirit. No, 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 no. no, no. no. I meant in the last, last podcast. Week? Yes, yeah. you totally said the name. Don't you re- said it several times. Don't you repeat that. I'm not going to because I think that would be a spoiler. <laughs> Handies. It wasn't last week, but this week it would be. Its name was Steve. And, and I... <laughs> I am Bob. I remember you specifically saying, they'll probably reveal all of this in the first episode. They revealed nothing about this thing uh, in the yeah. first episode. Yeah, you because it was based off of like what, uh, what was on IMDb. Yeah. Which is kind of public knowledge, but not everybody looks at, so... I would say like the main stuff on IMDb is public knowledge... When you dive into the, you know, the weeds there. But you're right. I, I was expecting things to be revealed in the first. Because, you know, we had our first spoiler uh, section last week with the preview for the Preacher podcast. And we were kind of like, here's how the comic goes. But here's how the, like, the trailers are going. So here's how we think it might go. But, you know, as we watched the episode this week and a ton of it was like, totally wrong that we thought <laughs> and oh, yeah. it seems like there are other things and i have some major major spoilers stop yelling at me about comic book stuff <laughs> give me your microphone we're he's, talking to both he's wagging his <laughs> finger and everything he is so anyways yeah whatever okay d yeah now d <laughs> as we go through these things i will always come back to you and be like what is your theory yeah you might as well because she's the she's the layman she's the tv audience oh. In this. Okay. 
They're they're looking down on me right now. No, we're not. You're just a different type of person. I did give you no. <laughs> I gave you a cocky sniff. Like, all right, we'll come back to you. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's that was it for the mysterious force. That's the locations that we know it's been in. It could have been multiple other locations that we don't know of. Uh, but this leads us directly into the government investigators. The two guys, the kind of short bearded guy and the tall, clean shaven guy. <laughs> I think these, I don't even, they've maybe had half a sentence total. They didn't say very much. I think they didn't say anything till the very end, but they are hilarious. <laughs> and you know, this is, this is for the spoiler section because we know who these guys are. But uh, as far as the show goes, what's presented to us now, we don't know who they are other than they're investigating apparently this mysterious force. And they can be let onto any crime scene <laughs> there is because no one's stopping them. But I thought it was funny is every single location they go, they dress in the most stereotypical way yes. they can. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is what it looks like to be in Africa. So they wear these <laughs> safari looking out, yeah. safari hats and khaki shorts and tops. I thought it blended very well. <laughs> and then they go to Russia and they have those big old hairy hats. Things that cover the ears. It's cold there. I'm sure it's common, but still, they look the part. Well, when they hit up Texas. <laughs> when they hit up Texas, and they got, what is that tie called? A bolo. Bo- yeah. A bolo, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the bolo, they got the, the khaki suit, the, the cowboy hats, the eating the, the, the tea bags. <laughs> oh, everybody likes a good tea bag every now and again. <laughs> so... Yeah, they're they're funny. I like them, and as we can see from the previous the trailers, that they actually have some speaking. Like when they're talking in the bathroom, I think that's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, why is he in a tea bag? Because he, he I didn't <laughs> he understand takes the that top either. off the, ca- the the cup. He starts to drink, and he's like, Ugh. Oh, "Oh, oh, you just take the tea bag. Tea bags have staples in them, <laughs> and it just seems like he ate it up and swallowed it." Uh, not all tea bags. Most. Most maybe it was one of those nice organic ones. I think maybe he probably he, bought it from the store. Maybe he pulled it out. <laughs> but why did he eat that? I was really confused. <laughs> I think he. I think this is kind of a hint onto these guys don't know exactly what's going on on here. Here <laughs> are they like alien things? Like they're not human? They're clearly not familiar with the customs of the particular areas they're visiting. So this is why I think this is why they're hinting why they're dressing in this super stereotypical way. Clearly they don't know how to drink tea or maybe we've been drinking it yeah, incorrectly. Maybe, maybe we're supposed to eat the tea leaves. I'm going to try it. Please, oh, please. Yes. I'm going to drink my coffee grinds tomorrow. No, don't do that. Have you done it? Can I record it? When I was <laughs> when 2 I was, weeks ago, I believe Man, which nightmare on Elm Street was it? Anyway, at one point to stay awake, she she takes a spoonful of coffee grounds and eats them. So I was like, man, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I want to try. No! I'm like, ah! What happened? It's terrible. Does it taste bad or did it like, affect you? Did you ever even swallow it? No, I did not swallow that. So Randy doesn't swallow. I remember my grandma was angry because I wasted some of her coffee. <laughs> I, mean, I would be cracking up. Be like, have some more. <laughs> idiot kid. I've eaten coffee beans. Those taste pretty good. What? 
Yeah, yeah I've had like chocolate covered coffee beans. Yeah. They're hard as a rock. No, mm. not when you put chocolate over them. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was not aware of this uh, chemical it's reaction. Good. You've never had uh, chocolate covered coffee beans? No, clearly not. <laughs> you will be highly caffeinated. I didn't realize they existed. Yeah. Okay. So wait. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next up, uh, another important important uh, thing is Jesse's flashbacks. He has three big flashbacks in this episode, um, which is you know big spoiler section we'll talk about. But the basically the first one, this is no spoilers. Uh, I'm just going to tell you what happened. The first Jesse's dad gets on his knees and tells him to promise him and then jesse promises uh the second flashback is the same as previous but this time we hear a gunshot at the end but we don't see anything we just hear it the third get a little more uh jesse's dad says and we know it's jesse's dad because he says uh jesse's dad says much bigger things are coming for you much bigger things than this here so you got to be one of the good guys because why and the little Jesse says, Because it's sweet, maybe of the bad. Oh, Meatwad was there. Mead? <laughs> he says, you, you promise me? I promise, Daddy. He says, You stop that. We Custers don't cry. We fight. They shoot him in the head. He's dead. Wow, not only are you great at accents, but you are good at sound effects. Thank you. It's like uh, I was in the old, police academy. It's like old-timey radio. Yeah. <laughs> Down the stairs. <laughs> There's was a banana peel. Whoa! That was a door opening. Oh, I thought that was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, apparently, Jesse's dad has been executed when he was a child. We don't know how old he was. Pretty young, though. Enough to uh, have it haunt him. <laughs> I would think, it yes. haunt you? What's the earliest age that you think that you have a memory of anything? Five. Yeah. I'd, and that's probably being generous. Yeah. Go somewhere around five. I would think, yeah, it was like kindergarten, I would think. I remember kind of, being in kindergarten. That's about it. So he had to be older in kindergarten. Uh, who killed him? I don't know. I really do know, <laughs> but we'll save it for the spoiler section. So you uh, show watchers, you might want to tune out a little later. But yeah, obviously they're going to deal with this in the first season because they wouldn't introduce it in the first episode without dealing with it, right? Well. Unless they're Robert Kirkman and Scott Gimple. Yeah. I mean, so at this point, do you need to know any more? No. Yes. You just need to know that his dad died and it haunted him and he's, yeah. he's messed up from it. I guess it depends on how they write it, but at some point, because we know his dad was from that town, so whoever killed him must be from the town as well, right? I mean... Well, you don't know that he died in the town. It could, I mean, yeah, it very well could be in another town as well, but... I would think that would be part of his driving force, especially since he's still <laughs> dreaming about it. You know, it's still on his mind. I think he wants revenge, right? Wouldn't you? I don't know if I want revenge, but I would definitely still have it on my mind. Yeah. Well, he's a fighter, so he might want revenge. Yeah, and I am not. <laughs> I well, shooting so you're just like, oh, that's cool. Kill him. All yes. Year. We've, we've already been over your 
long list of uh, Bostaff skills and. Uh, <laughs> It's true. Those of you who don't know anything about that, <laughs> we have a Walking Dead podcast where we talk about Dee's bow staff skills. They are amazing. I'm sure she'll bring it up in this podcast. I will. Do you want me to talk about go it right your, now? No, your... not until there's a bow that shows up in this show. Well, on the plane, there may be a bow. Oh. Go do your forms. <laughs> All right. So next up is, I titled this 3,000 Feet Up, which is also what the episode titled it. Uh, I have a great quote. Uh, This is where we meet Cassidy for the first time, right? He's uh, just shooting the shit with these guys on this private airplane. Apparently he's, you know, a stewardess? A steward? Steward. A steward on the airplane. I don't know why he has that job or how he got it, whatever. But his quote, he's talking about, you know, how how much fun you can have. He's like, to know what I'm talking about, I'm not even going to try this in his... uh, Oh Accents. wait! No, I think <laughs> I think you should. I think it should be attempted to know what I'm. Ch- no, no, <laughs> no. It's <laughs> not even close. I gotta practice. Go, uh, I'll do it in Strand. <laughs> okay, now hold on. If you're gonna get mad at us for referencing other podcasts, <laughs> all right. So, anyways, as me. To know what I'm talking about, do you have to have the kind of night that lands you in the hospital trying to figure out what the Spanish word for ass hamster is? <laughs> and then he walks off to the bathroom and uh, he actually says what the <laughs> Spanish translation is for ass hamster. <laughs> I didn't write it down, but it was pretty funny. So anyways, in the bathroom, after he poops, very important he poops. D, how do you feel about that? Why do we need to know that he's pooping? I don't know. You made a face. I don't need to know that he's pooping. Well, anyways, he, he starts looking in the drawers and he finds a Bible. Oh. And then he opens this Bible and he sees crazy markings. Like insane markings. People are writing in this thing with marker, red marker, black marker, you name it. So I wrote down some... I. You know, pause this thing and moved frame by frame and wrote down certain phrases and words I saw. Here are some of them. Please him. That sounds like straight out of Randy's Bible. Let's <laughs> 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 think second book, verse three. <laughs> and then if slash when was written multiple times. Our reward. If we strive, and this was written over and over, multiple times, more than 50 times, just if, wait, wait, if we strive. I don't know what that means. I think uh, these are all song lyrics. Oh, if really? we strive, we can please him. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. If slash win. <laughs> I'll get my tambourine and triangle going. Uh, so here's another big one. Uh, the king of Tyrus is circled and pointed to with all kinds of bolded arrows. And I spent a lot of time researching this on more Bible study websites than I care to go to. <laughs> but I, the King of Tyrus is basically, they interpret it as the coming of Satan, I guess. So mm. uh, and then we also see wrath is love. It seems a pretty strange statement. And then we see the word yes written over and over multiple times. Tying in to please him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> Cassidy, when he first opens the Bible, he has this great look where he's just looking normal 
And then he starts seeing the stuff written, and his eyes just go wide. You're like, mm. <laughs> but then he puts the Bible down, and he kind of looks towards the door, back out to the people, and he gets this smirk on his face. He's like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so uh, who are we to determine who these people are? Are they just strictly mm-hmm. vampire hunters? Not an effing clue. Really? I, I figured it's pretty solid va- vampire hunters. I would have no I, I no clue. No idea. Uh, it's, it's vampire hunters. This is not a spoiler. It's not in the comic either. Did got, we find out that he's... No, they've got all this medieval weaponry hidden on the plane. Um, they, they have holy water that they try to pour on him to try to vanquish him. They're, he, when he comes back out of the bathroom, he makes a point to look out the window to see the sunset and be like, oh, I didn't realize the sun was south of Vegas. Why are we flying towards the sun? They're trying to get him towards the sunlight because he's a vampire? Well, if they knew he was a vampire, why even let him on in the first place? Because yeah. that's where they plan on killing him. But wouldn't really you, poor choice. Wouldn't you choose to fly out a little closer to sunrise? <laughs> but, well, he wouldn't agree to go out if it was sunrise already. You you would have to go at nighttime. It's like, hey, okay, here's the plan. We're flying out at 2 a.m. We're going to land in Vegas at 5 a.m. Cassidy would be like, oh, okay, well, that's plenty of time before the sun comes up. I'll go. Okay, well, that they've lured him on the plane. I was like, okay, let's circle a few times and take a little longer than we need to. Let's get him drunk. Let's get him on cocaine. Let's get him on weed and make the three-hour flight a five-hour flight. So now the sun's starting to come up. And not to mention we're now going towards the sunset versus towards our original destination. That made sense to me. I, I did not read that much into that scene. Yeah. Here's what I read into it. <laughs> Death! <laughs> Violence! Well, I, th- I thought it was pretty clear they were just like vampire hunters. Could be. I mean, now that you point all that out, yeah. And especially since, like, right when he said, hey, I didn't, you know, didn't realize that Vegas was north of the sunset, every single person on that plane perked up. They stopped laughing and they kind of just stood up and just sat up from where they were sitting. Like, is this going down now? And then he goes, but I'm just a drunk Irishman. So, and then they all kind of backed off a little bit. So watch it again and tell us what you think. Um, preacher at dweebthepeople.com if you want to email us. Your feedback. I got to set that up. I... So how did he... Are all Satanist vampire killers? Like, how did he? How did he come to that conclusion after reading that book? Well, he knows he's a vampire. Well, yeah, he knows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and after you see that book, you gotta think something's up with these people, right? I would not have put two and two together. Really, but I would not have thought if you picked up if you went to someone's house for a dinner party, just a normal person, you go to their bathroom, you pick up a Bible, and it has that shit in it. Are you not going to be like, I got to get the fuck out of here? <laughs> so this was their private plane. I don't, we don't know that. It could have been a random Bible then. But no, I mean. That's a lot of markup for a random Bible. Well, <laughs> going to a hotel. Well, I mean. In my days of pew experting, um, I've, I've seen many a hymnal and Bible that sit in the back of those things that's just randomly marked up by angst-filled teenagers. Not that With much. Penises and boobies. 
mainly. Yeah. <laughs> mainly. And, and curse words in Spanish. Yeah. So anyways, regardless of who these people are, the amount of medieval weaponry on that plane. I'll give you that. It's <laughs> crazy, maybe, right? Maybe they were going to a convention. <laughs> a cosplay convention? Yeah. <laughs> but it was all hidden in weird place. And then out of nowhere, you get this bow or this crossbow. <gasps> was there a bow? It was a crossbow. Oh. Crossbow staff. <laughs> <laughs> and I meant to slow it down a look because they're all, this group of guys is set up on the conventional theory of vampires to where. Holy water makes them die, which is they pour it on him. And I, I meant to see if, if the crossbow was actually like shooting wooden bows. Uh, wooden stakes. Wooden stakes. We might have to call her man on this. I don't know. Uh, but they think that a wooden stake's going to kill the guy. And then like the pilot comes out of the cockpit with a gun. And I guarantee he had, he had civil, silver bullets in that oh, gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, now you're on the theory. Well, yeah. Oh, this is starting to make sense now. I better get on board. Yeah, silver bullets. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the pilot that the episode was named after. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of pilot episodes named after pilots. Strange. Anyways. I'm going to call mine Sully. <laughs> so that was uh, a pretty amazing fight scene, I thought. It was pretty solid. And it was funny, too. Yeah. Like when he was fighting that one guy, he has the golf club. And he just starts smacking stuff off the table, like the the uh, soda cans, and is hitting the guy in the face. Oh, then of course, then he throws that uh, broken champagne yeah. bottle into the dude's chest. <laughs> he pours the blood out of it. And then of course, the big reveal is when he bites the dude's neck and comes back up covered in blood. You know, now that all right, I'm starting to come around a little bit on you because <laughs> I this is how we're introduced to this character and we need to understand before he jumps out of this plane that he's a vampire. So, yeah. I can, all right. I'll so that was the other cool thing is <laughs> he opens up the door before jumping out. He hesitates a little bit and looks around, grabs an umbrella. He's going to Mary Poppins his way down. <laughs> is it going to float down? Oh, I took, I took that as, well, because I knew he was a vampire, but I took that as shade. Yeah, we know later uh, he was trying to do shade because he comedically later he's like opens it up. It's like, ah, no, it's all tattered. But uh, then we see our. I have this labeled as holy cow. We see the cow. And we're like, hey, <laughs> what's up? And he's like, hey, why don't you come down here and give old Cassidy a kiss? <laughs> and then this is the first part in the episode that shocked me is where he just ripped that cow into the hole. <laughs> you know, it's like. That's super strength right there. You know, he's a vampire. He's stronger than most men. But, man, cows are like 500 pounds. I think they're a little bit larger than that. <laughs> they're more than 500? Oh, man. I would, especially like a, a dairy or a cattle cow. Really? Like a meat cow. A meat cow. That sounds so <laughs> infantile. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So incredibly heavy, right? But he just yanked that thing in there. And, of course, he just devoured it and probably just put it on top of him to be shade. One, but, uh, one thing I did like in between here when he jumps out and it immediately cuts from him jumping out of the plane to Jesse squirting ketchup it's like, oh. <laughs> which is basically what happened yes. <laughs> that was pretty disgusting all of his intestines all over the place that was pretty gross I'd like to see how exactly does that work how does he heal does it all just kind of come piecing back together it's or like does he grow new parts 
it must be gross no matter what it is right oh well, yeah yeah how does that work i mean is he like the liquidator he just all the parts <laughs> well, find well, each hold other on. Um, well hang on hang liquidator. on <laughs> i think you meant the t2000 no liquidator the liquidator <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a horrible superhero that a supermarket would come up with. It's On the stand, Nickelodeon channel. Stand back. There's great deals down here. I'm the liquidator. <laughs> That's what I always called him as a kid. I'm liquidating those deals. He's liquidator. Uh, you did not always call him liquidator. I totally called him the liquidator. I had no idea what he is. I don't know what the T2 is, whatever oh, is. Oh, God. Uh, why did we agree to according this podcast? To, according to what I'm seeing, uh, the average female adult <laughs> cow is 1,600 pounds. Holy Jeez, crap. that's almost a ton. Adult males, 2,400. That's more than a ton. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the only reason I said it is so you would say it was more than a ton. A ton is 2,000 pounds. Wow, that is super heavy. I could barely not be able to pick that cow up. Because <laughs> you are super strong. So yeah, anyways, yeah, he ripped that cow into that hole. Poor cow, by the way. Well, he shouldn't have been standing there. I mean, he was just checking it out. The same thing was <laughs> going to happen to that cow. So <laughs> There's like a group of ten cows back in the back. I was like, don't do it, Jerry. <laughs> what? I just want to see. Guys- <laughs> what was, what was that? Did you see that? I'm going to go check it out. There's a crater over there where there wasn't a crater before. I'm just picturing the other cow. As soon as the other cows see him get ripped in there, they're slowly back. Go check it out, Bob. (laughs) It's like the cows from Chick-fil-A. They're like, hey, let's go tell the chickens to check it out. So Cassidy's pretty cool, right? He's great. I thought he had excellent facial expressions. That was probably my favorite part of this yeah. This guy. He, I think he's almost going to be the character of the series. I mean, clearly Jesse's the main character. Eh, I mean, it's kind of a three-way, I guess, between... Three-way between <laughs> Jesse, Tulip, <laughs> and... Dear Pitow. <laughs> uh, oh. My favorite character. <laughs> oh, never mind. Who? I can't actually, never mind. Oh, well, no, but we'll talk about spoilers because <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. It's old Jimmy Bob. <laughs> so, so, anyways, I deleted something. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, we have Tulip's intro flashback, which was super awesome. <laughs> I'm not counting the shower scene because I'm not sure what that was about. Did she bang that old dude? Or she just talk him into using a shower? Uh, D, Randy? I don't know. I'm going to assume she banged him to use a uh, shower. Well, I figured you would. <laughs> no matter what we said, we knew the answer you were going to want. <laughs> so that happened technically before this flashback origin scene. But I choose to count the origin scene as the thing we talk about. So she's driving. She shoots the passenger next to her. And then the dude sitting in the back of the seat, pull, you know, throws some like piano wire or something or whatever it is over her and starts strangling her. She starts shooting at him and then commences the cornfield fight scene. Amazing. Agree? I liked yes. it. I thought it was good. I thought it was great. Back there in that uh, back seat, they're both fighting. It's solid. Yeah. It's good intro. I it- did not realize that corn was so dangerous. <laughs> Well, corn is nature's <laughs> knife stabby thing. 
<laughs> so yeah, she finally uh, wins over the fight, gets in the front seat, stops the car. He crawls. Oh, she bites his ear off, by the way. Oh, yeah. Entire ear. And then uh, <laughs> she kicks him in the nads, shoves a stalk of corn in his mouth, and then smacks the corn further into his mouth, most likely breaking all of his teeth. But she's got to make sure it's all the way in. <laughs> he was hungry. Uh, he was not in good shape. I don't know. If, I doubt that killed him. I imagine it did not do well for him. I mean, if he <laughs> no, he's not walking away without a limp. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe he's on his back, so maybe vomit comes into play, and he dies like Hendrix. If Hendrix choked on corn rather than wow, what? Well, it would block the esophagus, right? Depending how deep she, how deep she went. I mean, it looked like it was like all the way in there. Yeah, I, it was. I, I think he's, he lived. I think he lived. He's not doing well if he lived. No. He's, he's, <laughs> he has less teeth and less balls. <laughs> and one ear. Uh, so then we see these two awesome kids. <laughs> Just, awesome! <laughs> that little boy was pretty cute. And then she's like, who likes crafts? And the boy raises his hand. <laughs> so then they start building whatever we don't know at this point. And then she goes, and that's how you build a rocket launcher or a bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> So then the great scene of her sticking them in the storm shelter. She's like, just like a tornado. Don't come out until the noises stop. And of course, as soon as the noise stops, they come out. She shot down a helicopter with tin cans and metal army men. No, I I thought the way that they filmed this was really clever. Yeah. Because you're saving a lot of money there. Yeah. (laughs) Just show the aftermath. Well... You're you're sitting there with the kids, and these kid you're seeing the lights flash and the sounds and yeah. stuff like that. And your imagination kind of takes over. Oh yeah, so not nah. because you hear a helicopter. Yeah. It was super cool. I like this. <laughs> and then she just kind of opens up. Hey, good. <laughs> I like this. She goes, "Sorry about all the." Puts her hands in the air and really just doesn't say anything afterwards. Yeah. But it was fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then of course they ask her her name, and she goes, "Priscilla Jean Henrietta O'Hare." But my friends call me Tulip. And this girl, this little girl, is super impressioned by this. Oh, she woman. was totally worshiping her afterwards. It was so like prevalent and obvious that I was like, I had to think. I was like, is this little girl a character in the comic that comes back and like becomes an assassin or something? But I can't imagine that was it because they don't age that much in the comic. But clearly, she's going to do some some stuff in her life. Maybe she becomes. A faceless man. Oh. Yes. <laughs> a girl sees a helicopter crash. <laughs> a girl does not build a bazooka from coffee cans. <laughs> I want to build a bazooka from a coffee can. I know, I kind of want to Isn't it just a now. potato gun? Yeah, it basically is a potato gun, but she put a handle in there too with a knife. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, next up is uh, Wife Beater Donnie Shink. 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 It's a made-up character. It's not in the comics. That's why we can mispronounce his name. So this is the father of the kid in the beginning of the episode who asks the preacher for help because his dad abuses his wife. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, we see the preacher asks the sheriff for help and, help, and the sheriff's like, I will hear a formal complaint if the... Wow, that's really cold. 
but I guess that's kind of the way the reality is. And then, of course, Preacher confronts Betsy, the wife, to come forward. And then at this point, I was very, I was kind of confused at first, and I guess I'm still kind of confused now because she's like, she openly admits she's like, yeah, he he beats me and he hits hits me with a jump rope, and last night he scalded me with a tea kettle, and he's like, oh, will you will you tell that to the sheriff? And she's like, no, I, I can't tell that to the sheriff. And then she goes, I like it, it's make it seem like sexual, I guess. That yeah. she enjoys that sexually, and the like the kid maybe just misunderstood that my mom's screams of terror from the bedroom, she's just into it. <laughs> no, I took it as she says what she has to say to prevent the guy from going on to her kid. I think that's what I ended up with as well. But Jesse had. But you like to imagine that she enjoyed. In Stephen's mind, yes. <laughs> Jesse had the same thing where he was like, what? But then he came back and was like, no, don't do that. We're on the same page. But I like the jump rope idea. (laughs) (laughs) You think it's like the ones from elementary school that have the little beads? The little plastic things all the way down? Yeah, because you always get pinched with those things. Yeah, those ones suck. Like the, what was it, penne, kind of like the penne pasta? Is what it looks like. Penne pasta. Yeah. Penne pasta. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Penne. Kenye pasta. <laughs> the, the Kanye pasta. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would try to get pasta named after him, wouldn't he? He probably would. As he should. <laughs> Don't you eye me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Also, this is a very big scene in the episode, but I lumped it under the wife beater Donnie Shink section is the bar fight. It's a good fight. Fantastic. Oh, so great. I I think that was one of my favorite lines when he was explaining to the dude what he was going to sound like. Yeah. And then totally sounded like that. (laughs) I I really liked it when, you know, it didn't relate to Donnie, but when Cassidy walks into the bar and he's, you know, he's recovered from his intestines being out. And he's like, oh, I need a drink. Not just a drink. He needs a bottle. (laughs) And I love the look he gives Jesse. He's like... What? <laughs> we're good. I, lo- I really liked it too that they were kind of having a conversation and then Jesse's just like, I don't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> and then he, Cassie just walks off. But another interesting part of that scene is Cassie's talking on the phone to somebody. Mm-hmm. And he was like saying how his mission was going or whatever. Who does he report to? I mean, I don't want, I don't, if you know a spoiler, I don't want you to answer it right now, but I don't recall from the comic that he answered to anybody. He was just kind of like a who would a who would a an Irish vampire, <laughs> a drunken Irish vampire report to, and who would want that reporting to them? A higher up drunkest Irish vampire. <laughs> right, you die. We're all a drunken coven. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, I guess they'll reveal that later. But uh, well, now I'm coming. Run more to your idea that they were definitely vampire hunters. They were definitely <laughs> vampire hunters. There's no doubt about it. They were prepared to fight a vampire. Or what they thought they needed to fight a vampire. What, what, I, what doesn't make sense about that scene is why is Cassidy being a steward for an airplane? How did... Because did a group approach him? Hey, we're taking a trip and we'd, we'd like you to be a steward. Here's your vest. Maybe he, <laughs> maybe he infiltrated and did know. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe, maybe. he did know. But and... he seemed shocked when he saw the Bible, though. He well, like, wouldn't you be? But if you already <laughs> knew these people were 
Bible freak vampire hunters, then you wouldn't be shocked. Well, maybe they're unless not, they were that far gone. Right. Maybe they're maybe he was shocked that they're not Bible freaks, and all the writings and scribbling in the Bible pointed him in a different direction. Like, wow, oh, I didn't I didn't expect that. That maybe. could be. Yeah, I'm sure they reveal reveal more. <laughs> yeah, the bar fight. Uh, of course, the uh, Donnie says, don't talk to my wife, blah, 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 punches him. He's like, oh, Preacher, he's not as tough as he seems to be. And then Preacher kicks all their asses with a little help from Cassidy. The chair push. He's like, <laughs> that was so great. And then he looks back and he's just like, eh. <laughs> and apparently that's what Cassidy got arrested for. Uh, yeah. I just like, uh, <laughs> I like it when the sheriff says, you're weird friend. And I'm, I'm, in my head, I'm like, Cassidy hasn't done anything really weird. Yeah. He even responds to it. He's like, ain't your weird friend? He's like, what I do? <laughs> That's a southern Irish <laughs> accent. He's from South Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, other important scenes are the Jesse and Tulip scene where he they get in the car together and make out. Huh? I mean, have we really hit up Jesse hard? Yeah, her intro, but that's really her only scene. No, Jesse. What? Oh, I'm on Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, Man, you, you no, Jesse got Cleave one time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesse, Jesse Custer. <laughs> all of his scenes, he doesn't really have solo scenes. It's all in combination with other characters, other than his flashback scenes, which you've already covered. Um, so yeah, uh, the Jesse and Tulip scene where he's in the car. This is kind of where we learn they have a backstory together, whatever it was. It was shady, obviously. It seems like they were kind of like heist people, maybe. Yeah, when he finds an ear, it's kind of no big deal. <laughs> this is an ear. <laughs> no, it was uh, my lunch. No, that's an ear. <laughs> so clearly, they used to be partners in crime in the past. And she wants him to join back up. He's not into it. That's the basics of that. I did take away that he said, I don't I don't hate you, Tulip. And she said something like, well, let's see what we can do about that. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Jesse and Cassidy in jail. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the first scene, first scene we see after the bar fight is Cassidy and him in jail. And Cassidy goes, what kind of preacher are you? And we see that in the trailer a million times, right? And he says, I'm a, not a very good preacher. And then Cassidy, I, I put this quote in. He says, uh, as long as you're not walking around with a little kitty's arsehole around your finger like a bloody <laughs> wedding ring, I'd say you're pretty ahead of the game then. <laughs> so they kind of get back and forth on you know, faith and whatnot, and Cassidy's not having it. And he's like, no. As far as I'm concerned, if all you faith guys just take a back seat, then we'd all be a lot better. And Jesse says, no, if... You know, if there was no faith, then we'd all be still hitting each other with dinosaur bones. And Cassie's like, have you seen the news? We're hitting each other with a lot worse than dinosaur bones. So it's kind of the spark that like, they, they both spar well. You know, they're not hating each other, but they're complete different sides of the, the aisle. But they seem to get along. That was a pretty cool meeting. Yeah. I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Less notable mentions is uh, Jesse and Eugene, a.k.a. Arseface. He goes to his room. He looks hideous. Pretty bad. D, how'd you like how he looked? You've already asked me that in the last podcast, and I said he looked very buttholy. Buttholy? Yeah. 
Bungholio. Uh, in the comics, he looked much worse. Yeah, I, actually, I think there's an interview with uh, Seth Rogen where he said we purposefully <laughs> scaled it back. I think his word <laughs> quote was like, "We made it more palatable." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty. He's bad. still, yeah. I mean, yeah. The current form, he's good looking. Uh, he's good looking. <laughs> well, rel- relatively speaking, I wouldn't give it that. I, I thought it was a pretty good scene, though. When Preacher first walked in, he was like, hey, Preacher, what's up? Sit down. Blah, 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 blah. But then it got serious, man. And he was, like, choking up and he was crying. And I felt really bad for this guy. And we'll probably get more of his backstory, but it's pretty tragic. I, en- I enjoy the subtitles. <laughs> Just like the comic book, though. <laughs> Although not as bad as the comic book, because the comic book, it was literally, the comic bubbles would be like, <laughs> and then it would subtitle it with the words he was meant to be saying. Same thing in the TV show, but you can still kind of understand what he's saying. Yeah, most of it. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty touching moment, though. Yeah. I really did. So, yeah, look forward to him. Uh, I did mention some things you see in his room. Uh, he has University of Texas pillowcases. As all Texans do. Yeah. <laughs> I do not. Uh, he has two electric guitars, which is... As all angst-filled teens do. <laughs> <laughs> but this is also could be... You know, a hint towards the comics because this could be kind of a road down the line. Uh, he has cowboy boot Christmas lights hanging above his window. Very as... common in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so you're telling me this takes place in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> as the giant cap text didn't tell you. Uh, so Jesse and Emily. This is a new character. Emily is not in the comics. This is the uh, the church lady. Quite attractive for a church lady. Dee, what do you think? Yes. So she's super into the church, right? Yeah. I think she's super into Jesse. And she's also super into Jesse. (laughs) That's really more what I was saying. So, like, no matter what situation they're in together, she wants to talk church business. And it's really funny towards the end of the episode where she's like, we don't have to get, like, full-on barista. (laughs) It's like, they're, they're trying to compete with a mega church that has a Starbucks in it. She's like, maybe just somebody who knows their way around coffee. It's like, wow, shut up. It's, it's a crappy church. Well. It looked okay. And not to mention, if they did serve coffee, she'd be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put the fault at the uh, size of the church or the building. I would put it solely at the feet of the preacher who's pretty <laughs> awful at preaching. <laughs> you know, I know nothing about this industry, but I'm sure... Mega church versus small church is a real thing. Oh, absolutely. Because mega churches have to have tons and tons of tons of money. And these little churches, and, you know, and people kind of want to disappear into the crowd, you know. Like if you go to a mega church, you can disappear into the crowd and not be singled out. But if you go to Jesse's church, <laughs> you're one of 10 people. You could be pointed out. And some people like that smaller. I'm sure some people do, yeah. Uh, coming up next, by the way, the guy who does enjoy that small. Yeah. Oh, we'll give him a call. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she's very into it. Uh, Next up, Ted Ryerson. Ned Ryerson? Ted Ryerson. Neil knows Ned? (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) He's the guy who keeps bugging Jesse about his mom. Ah, yes. (laughs) Don't you think that was purposeful? The name Ted Ryerson and Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day? Uh, I don't know. I didn't catch they, that at all. 
Who's Ned Ryerson? Oh, Stephen Tobolowsky who keeps trying to sell him insurance. Yes, <laughs> and he's really annoying. Maybe I'd like to see if there's a connection between the two. Like maybe Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. It's, it's an <laughs> were they born? They were like it's an homage. It could be, or they could have a person on the writing staff that wrote on Groundhog Day. Never know. Or maybe Bill Murray's going to be in this show. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so this guy is super annoying, not only to the audience but to Jesse Custer himself. Yeah, he is bugging his ass in church at the post church barbecue. He turns around at the diner and he's there. <laughs> Did he call him on the phone at some he, point? He calls him on the phone all the time. The best one is when he walks up to him on the way to church and he starts, you'll never, she says, I smell like sweat. She's <laughs> like, look, Ted, I really don't have time right now. I know. That's why I'm just going to catch you while we're walking to church. <laughs> so, and of course, this is where we see Jesse use his superpowers. Not knowingly, because he's been embodied with this force or whatever. And then he turns to Ted and he goes, go to your mother. What? Tell her the truth. Be brave. Tell her the truth and open your heart. And open your heart. And you hear the sound effects. You hear a baby crying. You hear, he's hearing, uh, if you listen closely, he's hearing car alarms from far away as well. So he's got spidey sense, basically. And he's like, Did you, do you hear that? Because he's hearing all this weird stuff. So anyways, Ted walks away, boards a plane, <laughs> surprises his dear old mom at I, the nursing home. I love that he's reciting the three phrases yeah, the, the entire, entire time. Way. They're really drilling that home that he was coerced or some power was over him. <laughs> and I was completely shocked when he ripped his heart out. Well, he took it a little literally. Well, that's so, exactly what the power is. It's literal. So, yeah. I, and we have spoilers that we'll talk I would, about. Whenever I, uh, whenever I first saw this, I was like, nah, they're not going to go that route. <laughs> and then when he did it, I was like, oh, holy crap. We got a beating heart on a table. <laughs> I and totally room, didn't see it coming. And a room full of old people who are going to die of a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Little does he know, he just killed his mother, who's now going to gripe at him in heaven. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you did that. Well, and not only Jesse doesn't know that he just killed a constituent with a power he doesn't know he possesses. And yeah, It's an accident. They, yeah. they flash back right after the heart coming out and be like, and I will be the preacher you want me to, and I will you know, change this church. Well, yeah. I love how... It- Right after the beating heart, or he cuts out his heart, it cuts back to Jesse and he says, For this, I am responsible. Okay. Yep. Yep. So there's a lot of shocking, gruesome stuff in this episode that I really loved. I thought it was all really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought, and I think there was, man, I read a little bit on this too. It varies from the comic books. Hmm. But in a way, because the comic books were so 90s and yeah. Garth Ennis is so in your face that it, they couldn't put that. If they put that on TV today, it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I think all the reviews, critics reviews I read beforehand, uh, before this aired, said that it still keeps the same spirit of mm-hmm. the comic books, which I would agree with. I so agree far. with it as well. What about all those cool marquee signs for the church of he, <laughs> <laughs> repent for he is coming <laughs> open up your asses and holes yeah. acid holes yeah 
<laughs> and he makes it he does it in his sermon too he's like and whoever's messing with the signs outside yeah. knock it off <laughs> oh man I can't I hope every episode they're just they just show that marquee and it has something else that's offensive uh, the very last thing I listed that really has nothing to do with any of the plot that I just thought was awesome was when they, they go to the protest of the new mascot for what it, the high school or something what was it? Oh, I have a quote here. It's it's in the local news report. It goes, in local news, goodbye, Chief Red Savage. Hello, Pedro the Prairie Dog. Prairie Dog, unveiling is tonight, so come down to City Hall and give Anvil's adorable, politically correct new mascot <laughs> a big old West Texas hello. And then it cuts to this slow motion scene of <laughs> the prairie dog oh. the indian and they're fighting and the mayor's trying to break him up and then this chick just slow-mo punches the mayor in the face and it's this whole scene i thought it was awesome <laughs> i vaguely remember this which which could happen <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> well this was also the scene where uh preacher's in the the truck and the sheriff comes up and talks to him He's like, hey, Eugene has been calling you. You need to come talk to him. And it's also where he talks about, hey, will you listen to dude's wife who's getting beat? It was all happening in the background, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was great. Man, I think the best takeaway I've heard from this podcast is that Tom Cruise thing. <laughs> blows my mind. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm, I wonder if they're going to do stuff like that frequently, like little stuff in the background. be cool. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> Tom Cruise dies. It was good. Next, Steve Gutenberg. No, like, he's a national they can't treasure. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Invented the printing press. <laughs> all right, well, that's all I have for the episode. Do you all want to rate this sucker? Sure. Out of what? Five. It's our system. Well, I can't. <laughs> you're you're Renati. I'm. Because this was so good. Oh, you're going to try not to rate it too high. Because i got to think they still have better in their back pocket. I think so, too. They probably do. So give me... (laughs) One dollar. 3.8. 3.8, okay. D? 3.9. Ooh. You. I'm going four. (laughs) (laughs) Now Randy just looks like a dick. Yeah, he does. <laughs> All right. Uh, kill of the week? Do we want a kill of the week? No, we haven't discussed this. No. There's some pretty cool kills. Are they going to have kills every single episode? Well, I think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, how many kills we have? We had the the entire plane crew that was killed. You could have, yeah, multiple than that. The cow. <laughs> oh, poor cow. <laughs> or you could do fight scenes. Hey, for those of you who are checking into our podcast for the first time, our main podcast is Age of the Dead, uh, Walking Dead podcast, where we do a zombie kill of the week, which is not necessarily limited to zombies. So we're trying to kind of settle into the Preacher podcast and figure out what we want to do for that, because we want to do something like that. Uh, so it could be kill of the week, it could be fight of the week, it could be coolest line of the week how about most could you do most enjoyable moment (laughs) keep it super vague 
That way, if you want death, you get death. If you want a funny sign that says "Repent for He is coming," <laughs> oh yeah, we did talk about because uh, the uh, after the Thrones, the TV show, they do a who wins the week. Whoever was the most badass for the week. Do we have a clear badass for the week? It's got to be so Cassidy, right? We're just going to rip them off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are they going to do? They're nerds. We're geeks. Wait, we're dweebs. <laughs> <laughs> dweebs versus nerds. This is revenge of the nerds. I would think that Cassidy usually wins most weeks, right? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, unless you. I mean, you could give it to. Jesse, it could be just, Jesse. He just got could, an awesome power. You know, it could be Tulip too because that fight scene was insane. The fight scene was really good. It was insane. Uh, okay, I <laughs> will give it to. Oh, what are we doing? Winning the week? I don't know. I don't think we should call it that. I think we should just say awesome scene of the week. Week conqueror, or all around good times. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite moment? Mm. 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 The victor of the week. We'll, we'll figure that out later. Let's just do favorite moment. Um, while Randy is Randy is grunting, uh, well. do you do that one? <laughs> I I really think that bar scene was my favorite. That was good. That was good. I'm going just very plainly. Just the plane scene, the plane fight scene. That was good. I like that one too. All right, Randy. You can only like one. All right. And this is not voting. This is just putting out your nominees. Um, I will go for when he had to hold the door. Oh, um, <laughs> I will go for. We've picked the best two. Aww. Um, <laughs> just pick the. You cow. know what? I'm gonna go- no. I'm gonna go with Jesse's speech at the end because undoubtedly. Everything he's going to try to do is going to fail because <laughs> now hell has opened up upon his town with a vampire showing up and tulip wreaking havoc, roping him in. I enjoyed his I enjoyed his change of heart at the. That's a great speech or a great scene when uh, tulip sits down and then uh, Cassidy just kind of sits up from the pew. <laughs> uh, when uh, Jesse wakes up from his three day stupor, by the way. <laughs> You hear Cassidy outside yelling at somebody. And you, you I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. But uh, go look up the transcripts because he's like screaming at somebody. And I don't know what what he's saying, but uh, yeah, Cassidy's he's fun. I'm not coming out. Wait, that was not Irish. <laughs> it's better than Stephen's Irish accent. <laughs> I disagree. All right, so uh, should we vote on the best? scene of this week we can't just have our own favorites it's always got to be a contest with you because Steven wants (laughs) to win everything I haven't won for the past forever well alright fine we'll just do favorite scene and no one will care okay hang are there stakes involved (laughs) like strip favorites no I'm not no (laughs) (laughs) if uh if my scene or my choice wins at the end of the season... Then you can do the recap next week. <laughs> then you get a cookie. Ooh, cookies. It's uh, a lot of carbs. Cheese? You want All some right. cheese? All right. Bacon. Ooh. So we voting? 
I guess. Do I get cheese? Uh, let's see, I'll go bar scene. Why? Why would you go first? <laughs> no one else was going. Okay. okay. All right. All right. <laughs> You want to go to? I'll, I, I tell you what. I'll take the. Uh, uh, let's see. I will take the plane scene. <laughs> Ding. I'm gonna go for Jesse's speech. Come on! Why would you do that? <laughs> you never go first. What? <laughs> we we went over this not long ago. <laughs> it was literally like an hour ago. We did the same thing. Well, yeah, but tried to. You're yeah. intentionally trying to spoil the segment. <laughs> well, I did enjoy the plane scene. That's what I was going to vote for. Yeah, and I can't believe that Dee enjoyed Jesse's speech. <laughs> I totally she just spoiled liked it. it. She's trying to spoil it. I liked it a lot. Dee, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now we have to vote for something different, and everything's on the table. I'll go for the plane scene. I'll go for the bar scene. <laughs> And I will go for the plane scene. You win. Yes. Great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Check it. Yeah, this is every week with Walking Dead. <laughs> you got what you wanted. We got what we wanted. <laughs> Mess with the system and yes. then I ultimately win. Yes. That's so <laughs> But we got a good laugh out of it. All right. I just, I just love it when you started to talk. D and I lock eyes. What's he doing? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Don't lock eyes. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Unless you'll have anything to add. We know D doesn't. I have a lot to say. Say it. Right uh, now. It's all yours. Uh. I'm I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to the changes that they make as opposed to the comic books. Yeah, me too. And when you talk about those fresh fresh new story. Turns out it's all a dream. <laughs> what? Every show should end like, like that. Who really. shot JR? Yes. Is that how it ended? Yeah, it was yeah. a dream. Oh wow. Oh my gosh. Come on. Were Listen, they the first ones to do that? Uh when did Saint is it Saint Elsewhere? That had to be after that. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I have no idea. I've never seen either one. But yeah, no, the family guy made fun of the whole who shot JR when somebody opens the shower and Patrick Duffy's there (laughs) showering. That's how it actually happened. (laughs) Oh, Patrick Duffy. Step by step. Day by day. Day by day. All right. National Treasure. Patrick Duffy. Totally. How many national treasures are there? <laughs> Just so we're clear. And why are they all like C-list actors? <laughs> well, I saw this on a, somebody's Instagram post the other day where it was, uh, what's this stupid show where you do the top five answers? Family Feud with um, What's-His-Face? Black guy. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Uh-huh. And I don't know if this is fake or made up, but it was funny. He says, <laughs> name one of the top five places you sweat on your body. And the woman goes, burnt balls. <laughs> and they show Steve Harvey just looking at her like, are you kidding me? And then it goes, bing, balls. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of his bit because he's, 
So he's got really funny facial reactions <laughs> yeah. to things, yeah. so it really works out. But yeah, anytime there's anything risque. But I would absolutely have said balls that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the caption said, Family Feud is a national treasure. <laughs> I would have said, uh, ball, that whole region down there, balls, taint. <laughs> Show me Gooch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would think butt would be one, armpits. Maybe for Swamp the ladies, underboob. Underboob, definitely <laughs> underboob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, underboob. Especially in Texas summers, there's Ugh. lots of underboob sweat. I use mine as face cream Ooh. at night. <laughs> How long is it cooking under there? <laughs> Towards congealing. You've got a little case of gynecomastia. So. Oh. All right, so uh, that's it for this week. <laughs> uh, we hope you decide to join us for next week if you're a first-time listener. <laughs> we won't talk about boob sweat again. Well, boob sweat's uh. all right. <laughs> Under yeah. boob sweat? Yeah, yeah. Come on back. <laughs> so, yeah, go to our website, dweebthepeople.com, where you can read more about this podcast. We'll post show notes and whatnot and pictures from the episode. Uh, and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, if you're not going to stick around for spoilers, we're going to say goodbye. D is not going to stick around for spoilers. I'm say peace she, out. He does not want to get spoiled. But Randy and I are going to spoil each other like crazy. Oh. It usually involves lavish robes. <laughs> and boob sweat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, if you're not sticking around for spoilers, we'll check you all next week. Until then, I'm Steven. I'm Randy. I'm D. Bye. Insert spoiler music. Boop sweat. All right, welcome back to the spoiler section. This shouldn't be too big. There's just a few things to talk about. First thing I wanted to say, the Saint of Killers. We're all familiar with him, right? Is nowhere to be found. So far. But, if you notice, every time there's a bottle of whiskey. Or it's rat water. Rat water whiskey. And the image on the thing looks exactly like the silhouette of saint of killers not to mention that but it has been announced the saint of killers will appear in episode two who announced that your face well, i'm being legitimately <laughs> curious here i know uh i don't know uh, a website of sorts fake spoilers.com if you <laughs> if you can vamp i'll pull it up um, sure. Uh, the first time I uh, read through this series, I worked at a mall, and we would stand at the front of the store and talk with the guys at the uh, kiosk in front of the store. And uh, this one guy asked what I was reading, and I started tell- telling him about it. And I told him all about Preacher and what was going on, saying the killers and killing God and demon baby, demon angel baby. He didn't talk to me for two weeks after that. <laughs> Turns out... He only worked at the kiosk part-time and was a youth minister the other full-time. Wow. That's what I'm finding confusing about this show. It's like, I'll do hashtag preacher. It's like, who am I really <laughs> capturing with this? Or like, Oh, my God. On Facebook, you can do sponsored ads. It's like, oh, well, sponsor people, you know, show this ad to people who are like preacher. <laughs> it's like... All these religious people are getting bombarded with preacher stuff. They're like, oh my god, this is terrible. Robert, so here, Robert a- Tilton is uh, is looking at him. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and like this. <laughs> so here's a picture of the whiskey bottle. And I'll put this in the show notes. But it's exact. 
literally the exact thing. Which is probably on purpose. Oh, well, it would be strange if it wasn't. <laughs> Some guy, the guy that designed the bottle, he's never heard of rat water or <laughs> seen that silhouette. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, within this subreddit. It was determined in this subreddit <laughs> that somebody will show up. If it's just Redditors, I don't believe them. Well, it linked to a website. Reddit.com. <laughs> R slash Saint of Killers. Somebody says he wished David Carradine was alive. He'd be a perfect Saint of Killers. Maybe. I mean, technically, they if he's still strung up like a marionette, they can... You uh, <laughs> can at Bernie's him. Hey! <laughs> Uh, so yes, they cast Graham McTavish. Who's that? I don't know who Graham McTavish is. <laughs> but Cassidy's going to have a field day pronouncing it. Let's just Google this guy and see who he is. That's some dude, for sure. Well. He's got a dot com. I, at least he's been cast. Yeah, That's all I want. So anyways, the... the What's being said is the very first scene of episode two is going to be a flashback to 1881. Okay. To, I guess... Ratwater? The dude, yeah. So I'm really stoked that he's going to be in it. And I'm even more stoked that they decided to leave him off of the cast list. Because apparently he's that important where they don't want to spoil it, I guess? Or, Or what? Well, I think if you just go to... IMDb, look at Preacher, and you see that there's a character named Saint of Killers. <laughs> no, no, there's not. No, I'm saying there's not. Oh, yeah. So I'm saying, like... But it's one of those outlandish characters where yeah. you're like, well, maybe they left him out of the show. Oh, I didn't think they left him out. Because it's kind of out there. I just thought maybe it was going to be like a Negan situation where we had to wait to get to him. Yeah, maybe. Of course, really, most outlandish character would be Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> or Cassidy. Or Cassidy, not even Cassidy, the two angels, those, oh, that's those true, guys, yeah. uh, which we kind of teased that earlier in the podcast, but the two government agents, they're angels from heaven who accidentally let Genesis out, who is the force. And I don't know if Genesis is the baby of the angel and the demon, or if it's what? I believe it's the offspring of the Is it the, the offspring? Is that why we hear a baby cry when we see it? I believe so. Okay. So it's, oh, it's a little baby. It's demon, a little baby. demon angel. Yeah. It doesn't mean any harm. <laughs> Not his fault people can't contain him and they explode. <laughs> so that's really all I had for spoilers, those two big things. Oh, and the other thing I was disappointed by uh, was when, what was his name? Red or Ned... Ted Ryerson, when he yes. went to kill himself in front of his mom, we saw right after he did that, this old lady screamed, and that's we saw her in the uh, the trailers. Oh, and I, Jesse's. Uh... I thought it was going to be Jesse's grandmother. Unfortunately, it's not. So who knows if we're going to get that plot this season? But we have seen his dad get executed, which is from his uncles, who are his his grandmother's sons, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, they're obviously alluding to it already, so maybe we'll get it. Maybe we'll just get a hint of it at the end, and then it'll be like a season two setup. Who knows? And I'm really wondering where they're going to end this season at. Yeah. Like, what's going to be the stopping point? You know, I've heard that we're going to see Hair Star as well in this season. Yeah, I mean, he was cast. Was he? I believe so. 
that's a ton of stuff going on this season. Yeah. <laughs> Do they think it's just going to be a one season show? <laughs> How great would that be? I don't know. I want to see this thing go on at least. It's got to go on like four seasons. I would, I would probably call that a three to four a sweet spot. You could stretch a five out, maybe. You could do it if you're doing ten episode seasons. Yeah, because that'll that'll be pretty decent pacing, I think. But I'm really looking forward to Hairstar. But this is another thing with the comics where they get a little wonky. Oh yes, <laughs> that I don't know that they could do it. Uh, yeah, and there's some other things like Jesse's grandmother literally executes Tulip. And then God appears and revives her. I was like, I don't think they'll do that. <laughs> that's that's too much. I as long as I get at the end, Saint of Killers killing God. <laughs> that's all I want. I'm I'm super excited for Saint of Killers. Man, this show's off the wall, man. Could you imagine watching this show if you hadn't read the comics before? You're like, what? This is awesome. The dude ripping his heart out. In fact, get... I probably would enjoy it more if I hadn't read the comics. You may have, yeah. Because I'd be like, what the hell's going on with this show? <laughs> and then just when you thought it was so crazy with dude ripping his heart out, this weird being, this vampire killer, next week we're going to start the show opening up in 1881 with the unkillable saint of killers. <laughs> and I want to know, I want to meet the person that only saw the previews yeah not even the first four minutes that came out just all the little previews that showed up on amc i want to know what they thought they were getting and then when they (laughs) saw this because they just kind of played it off to me it read as this is a story about a preacher who may have lost his way um with a little action yeah he's drunk maybe and nowhere in there do i think vampire uh God powers, you know. There's none of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be an exciting series. I'm really looking forward to the rest of it. Is it ten episodes for sure? I imagine because I've only 10. seen five listed. Oh, really? So well, they usually I don't know do if it's a, a half season kind of thing, or but AMC likes to do the short first season. Yeah, that's what I was about. They usually do like six episodes, so I can see five or six I, I being hate to it. See a five episode first season. I'll revolt. No, you no, I won't. Yeah, whatever they decide to do, I'll stick with it. This quality it's better than Fear of the Walking Dead. And for those of you uh, <laughs> who like to listen to our Fear of the Walking Dead, <laughs> so yeah, is that it for spoilers? That's all I got. Yeah, me too. Uh, so yeah, we're excited about this podcast. Um, if you have any feedback. Just send it to feedback at dweebthepeople.com. Especially, like Randy said, if you're a show watcher only and you really had no idea what was going to happen, let us know what you what you thought. I you're mean, probably not in the spoiler section. Well, you never know. Adventurous. So, <laughs> a person who doesn't mind being spoiled. So, I don't mind being spoiled on a lot of stuff. We should have so. talked about this before the spoiler section. But, hey, if you're brave enough to stick around, you tell us what you think. Hey, if we got anything wrong... Or if there's something, <laughs> there's especially no if doubt. we got something wrong, <laughs> there's no doubt. <laughs> or if there's uh, something you see that uh, we may not have caught, give us an email. So yeah, uh, and I guess we'll catch. I saw something that w- there wasn't going to be an episode next week. We should probably verify that. What? Well, it's a. How do you do? How do I, you... I heard they were skipping the second week. Because of the holiday? Memorial Day weekend, yeah. 
I guarantee Game of Thrones isn't skipping a week. No, they don't. They don't need to. Because you will cancel vacation plans. Yep. Whoa, they're skipping a month. There's no way that's true. June 16th is the next one. What? That's like three weeks from now. <laughs> June 16th isn't even a Sunday. You're not a Sunday, you June 19th, bastard. June 19th is a Sunday. I just know because that's uh, the next WWE. Oh, June 5th. I was sixteenth <laughs> would be the year. Oh. <laughs> wow, everything's on the sixteenth. <laughs> they just gonna marathon them that day. <laughs> so uh, the fifth. So yes, they are skipping next week. Well, that sucks. Hey, we get a vacation. Man, all right. We'll do our one shot Game of Thrones podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> Try to shoehorn it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess we'll see you on two weeks. Uh, Yeah. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't have to download it. Uh, It'll just download in your sleep. Just search Dweeb the People and you will find us and all of our podcasts. So until next two weeks, (laughs) I'm Steven. I'm Randy. Bye.